may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny It's Christmas Eve in the pod house um, As a reference to Fairytale in New York Where Ben Price has just been it's the view from the Indian Christmas extravaganza. Um, there's no football to talk about, but we can talk about Cardiff City-related things. We've got some quizzes. We've got some fun stuff planned. Um, and I've got the boys with me as always. Ben Price, how was your trip to New York? It was bloody amazing. What a city that is. Fair play to oh, it. I've heard, I've heard it's so good they named it twice. Oh, yeah, New Amsterdam's that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a while. Yeah, I know it's Christmas Eve, mate. We're all knackered, but come on, get with the program. Um, and you're wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey. I understand you went to watch the basketball while you were there. I did on my birthday. It was bloody good. Even what was the score? Was, uh, it was at eighty six, ninety seven to Orlando Magic, who were shit. But half of the Nets were wiped out with COVID. So yeah, the COVID they, they bought players in on ten day contracts. It was that bad. Really? Yeah. I didn't realise that. Um, and talking of players who've been wiped out for other reasons, it's Tom Phillips. Um, recovering from his Jolly Boys day out in Tenby yesterday. Tom, tell the listeners what you got up to. I'm just very hungover today after far too many pints yesterday. So I apologise for my slightly husky tones that are coming across on the pod today. Well, maybe the people enjoy it. Maybe people enjoy the husk. Well, we'll soon find out. They enjoy the husk of the voice and the husk of a man. <laughs> yeah, bang on. On, You're apologising to them for listening to you, but that we can see the state of you, and that's even worse. Yeah, we we we've talked about doing video pods recently, and um, I suggested in the group chat that you should make this our first video pod. But I don't think you'd have seen Tom on the <laughs> chat because he's almost translucent. Oh, um, his skin is so grey. Um, his eyes are like piss holes in the snow. It's the spirit of Christmas, everyone. We've all had a drink. Uh, I had a bloody mary with my lunch. I'm piped. I'm ready to go. I'm pumped um, for a fun-filled pod. There's no football over the Christmas period, Ben. Um, Mark Drakeford has said there's no crowds on the games that have been cancelled, so I don't know what the point of his fucking announcement was anyway. Um, we lost the Coventry game on Boxing Day. The Derby game was already postponed. Uh, we've got two away games to come, potentially, but who knows if they'll go ahead. But we can still talk about the season and the year so far, Ben. Um, so let's ask you first. What's been the highlight of 2021 when it comes to all things Cardiff City? It's the image, the youngsters, isn't it? that's sort of the only gleaming sort of ray of hope in what has been a sort of disappointing 12 months, not just this season, but sort of all over. It's been not exactly a textbook year for City, even as far as City goes, it's been a bit of a rough one. But yeah, the image, the youngsters, Carlwell, uh, Bowen, Isaac Davis, all of them coming through is really, really exciting and sort of, yeah, it gives you a bit of hope, doesn't it, going into the new year of that it's this has been crap, but hey, 2022 might not be that bad. Who's your favourite youngster so far then, Ben? I think the obvious answer is Colwell, but the player that I'm really... To, Bowen looks a real talent, like a really solid sort of midfield player that we've sort of been looking for for a while. Can't and, turn uh, it though, can he? No. Oh my God, that is horrific. It's as if he's never heard them told before. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to wait for the punchline, Sam. Yeah, you can't just dive no into pause. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. through. And then, um, yeah, but Isaac Davis, man, he's exactly what you want as a fan isn't he he's quick he's direct and he's just constant he's gonna be a i think he's got the potential to be a real real fan's favorite over the next few years i think so he's an old school winger isn't he it's what we've we've craved someone who just gets at men uh gets down to the byline and puts those crosses in which is as a football team that's what we've done for years 
It's just a classic yeah. City player, isn't it? He is a classic City player. Um, I would go one further than that. I think as much as Mick McCarthy started to bring them through, I think the fact that he left was also a highlight and it was kind of like a changing of the guard. The old man left, the youngsters started coming through off the back of it as well. Tom, what's your highlight of the year so far? I don't see the year so far? The year's ending in a week, yeah. the year overall. Um, yeah, McCarthy leaving probably, but apart from that, probably the Swansea game. I think the Aidan Flint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we were poor at the time and it was a much needed win. It was a backs against the wall performance. And yeah, that's the thing that sticks in my memory from this year. Even though it feels like an absolute lifetime ago now. I was thinking that before the pod. I was looking at what I would say was the game of the year and it was that. But it was it was in March, which, you know, nine months ago, whatever it is. But it does feel like about three seasons ago because everything was so different. There were no crowds. It was McCarthy when he was in the you know in his really good phase. Um, the team was different. We had people like Wilson there who were, who were still playing. It, it, it does feel about two seasons ago. Forget Wilson was with us. Like it, it's got to that point because like, we never really saw him. Do you know what I mean? It, it, we it, never yeah. saw him, did we? There were no well, games when he was on. Like, we, there were no games to crowds when he was um, part of our team. Which is bizarre, isn't it? That you could have a player and never see him live because we didn't have the opportunity. Well, we only saw Kiefer Moore for the first time this season as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's been a strange old year. Um, and, you know, and, and like you were saying, the thing is, from the beginning of the year to now, it's poles apart. You know, different management in a very different crop of players coming through as well. But I think I'm a lot more invigorated as a fan and excited going forward now than I would have been at the start of the year. I think you know, like the people like Isaac Davis and Colwell and stuff, the future's actually looking bright. And it's so nice. And like, like looking at the results of like the, the under-23s and the under-18s, you know, we're winning games at, you know, at age-grade level now. We never used to. You know, we used to win fuck all, to be honest with you. And now we are battering teams. We're, we're not losing games. And... Yeah, it's the first time in a long, long time that the future looks bright within the club, not just bringing people in. I think I was going to say my highlight of the season was probably when we beat Blackpool at Blackpool because mm. it felt, again, that was the start of the season. It was the first time I'd seen Kiefer Moore play in person. We won 2 0. It was quite comfortable. And it was, oh, this could be the, you know, this could be a good season for the playoffs, but it was just a false dawn, really. Um, conversely to that, Ben, obviously, you know, Christmas is a time for reflection. Um, got to take the highs with the lows. Um, what was your low light of, of 2021, Cardiff City related, not personal? It's the spanking at the Jacks, isn't it? In yeah. the Derby. That's the one that really sort of sticks in the core a bit. Um, really, really was a low point in what was already a very, very low point for the season, <laughs> for the year, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that battering in the South Wales Derby, as good as it felt against with Flint's winner, I, I still think that defeat felt a hundred times worse. Yeah. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think in spanked away at like Blackburn as well, 5-1 and things like that. We've had a lot of humiliating results over the last six months. Um, but yeah, it's got to be that Swansea away performance. We when I say performance, it wasn't a performance at all, was it? It was absolutely shocking. An aberration. Yeah, we didn't, didn't turn up. And we, we, we don't turn up for derbies every now and again, but that was a new level of shit. Like it's we funny because we've had, you know, I, I was trying to think of, you know, what the highlights genuinely are from this season. Obviously, <clears throat> the season before we had the run to the playoffs, you know, we... we Oh, the year before, sorry, we had the run to the playoffs. We signed Wilson. We got more in. Even last season, you could say we had more scoring run. We had the moments where Wilson did show up and, and look quite well. But in reality, the the good games this year have been so few and far between. We've talked about it on the pod, right? From from that Swansea game onwards until Mick McCarthy left, we barely won a game. We barely scored goals in 
um, the first and second half. Even the, even the good moments at the start of this season were, you know, we beat Blackpool, we beat Millwall, but then Peterborough 2 all was a shining moment and we were 2-0 down at a newly promoted team who are in the relegation zone. It's just been a, a bad year for Cardiff City all round, isn't it? Definitely. I think, yeah, it, when you're clutching at, you know, the odd result, this shows how bad it's been. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Peterborough, like I left the ground think it felt like a win. Um, and it was early in the season as well where we had a bit of hope. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, I predicted us to finish fifth. What a load of ball of that is from me. Well, you, you get like, a moment now. Yeah. I've written here, what, what are you looking to change in 2022? Are you changing your prediction? Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. I think it's mad though, isn't it? Like, it feels like things have turned around recently, but we're still in a relegation. Still ma- massively in a relegation, Maya. Like, yeah. And we're, and we're, we're at halfway point through the season and we're really in the shit. And we're far from the playoffs as well. It's not like within touching distance because sometimes, you know, you can be quite far down in the league, but within touching distance, you know, you're six points away or something. We are a long way off. And we we have, a barge and, pole. Yeah, and, you know, if a couple of results go against us, like that point to Birmingham, you know, and <laughs> that, that could be huge in the long run, really, because, you know, they're down there with us um, and we need to stop going two or three goals down in games and then come, trying to come back. Like, yeah, great grit and determination and all that. But we, we haven't started. We need to give ourselves a chance, don't we? Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Ben, what would you change in 2022? Board. Um, board. Sort of get people on board and sort of make it a fresh start, I think. Um, just because they've bought Morrison and bought Hudson in and bought a few, like Darren Pierce has come back in for the 23s as well. They've made a couple of good appointments there. Um, I still don't think it takes away from the fact that the club desperately needs to change at the top. It's gone a mm-hmm. bit quiet now because they've they've sort of got a bit of a win with Morrison and the way everything's going there. But um, yeah, I still think there needs to be change at the top. Um, I'd like to see Darman and Chu leave the club. And if that can happen in 2022, then that's a massive bonus for the club. Big ask. Big ask. Um, and more about 2022. Uh, January transfer window opens in about a week's time. Um, I asked you both to come with your Christmas wish list. Wish, wish. I got, I got that completely wrong. Wish list. I said wish list. Uh, wish list. Uh, I'll say it again. Wish list. Um, who's the one player you want us to sign in 2022, Tom? I'm not sure. I think, I, I think it's more. Just say you haven't thought about it. Yeah, yeah I haven't thought about it first. Not <laughs> the agenda. Um, no, I think, I think more importantly for us is keeping hold of people like Keeper Moore. Um, oh, very good. I, I the biggest signing for us would be keeping hold of him. I think because um, there's going to be there's going to be people coming sniffing for him. There's no doubt about it. But we, we clearly need midfielders. And well, I was like, oh, do we do we need a defender? Then you look at it. We've had one clean sheet all season. So yes, we need a defender in. Um, but we're not going to sign anyone on a permanent or anything. We're, we're going to have to just you know, raid the loan market, aren't we? And I think. Oh, well, that's that's not what the question was, though. So if you look, yeah, I'm trying to avoid this. Stop bringing it back up. I haven't, I haven't looked away. All right. So oh, I had a jolly boys' day out, and I'm, I'm, I'm the worst member of the pod now. <laughs> be the case. I'm gonna go to Ben and ask this yeah. question. I guess he'll probably have an answer. Ben, what's your answer? I'm gonna make you look really bad now, Tom. I do. Um, Good. Fuck it. I've said for multiple pods, we need a set, uh, holding central defensive midfielder. I got bored on the plane, had a bit of free Wi-Fi. And we're doing a bit of scouting. And I've come up with a lad from Man City called Romeo Lavia. Oh, yeah. He's a Belgian 17-year-old that plays in central defensive midfield. Uh, former Andelect, one, uh, Andelect player. Um, so came to the club last year. Would, would have worked with Bellamy in the past. Sort of knows the club or sort of go for that. And he looks all right. 
from what I've sort of, I sort of looked at YouTube clips and bits and bobs, and yeah, he looks decent. So he would be my suggestion for the club to go after for January. He's made you look really bad there, Tom, hasn't he? Because he actually did some scouting. He watched some YouTube videos. He's got the history of the player. Eight um, hours on a plane, mate. There was nothing else to do. What films do they have on the plane? You could watch a film. I did. I watched it was the same on the way back. I watched a bit of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. Um, but the films were a bit crap. It, they weren't any really new releases. They were all stuff I've seen a hundred times before or really, really terrible. It's been a pandemic, mate. What do you expect yeah. to do? Well, update the fucking films. You <laughs> can do it from a server. Yeah. Um, watched a bit of Ted Lasso. You boys recommended that. Good, isn't it, Ted Lasso? It's bloody brilliant. Very there good. he is. Ted Lasso. For for the, the listeners out there, I'm showing them my Ted Lasso badge. Um, it's Ted Lasso and it says Believe underneath it. A bit like Barack Obama. Um, my January wish list. Um, I, I, I don't know why I went with this player. But I was thinking of players that we could realistically sign. You could do a job in a couple of places. And I came up with Luke O'Neill from Sunderland. Who they love yes. him because he's a fucking bit of a nutter, bit of yeah. a lunatic, full-blooded player. Can see really play at right back, centre back, centre mid, even in attacking positions. Gets goals. I don't think would be that expensive. I can't remember when his contract runs out, but it might be um, either next year or, internet, or the year after. I think he's just a, he seems like a decent bloke. I signed him on FIFA for my my kind of team. He was good. Um, I'd like to sign him. Go on, Ben. He's also got one of the most underrated moments on Sunderland until I die. They're all in there changing the seats. In the, I think it's the second season where they're changing all the seats. And some bloke, he's been at a club 12 months at this point, don't forget. And some bloke comes up to him and goes, oh, when, uh, so who are you then? When you make it, you'll be able to tell people you change these seats. He's made like 50, 50 appearances for the club at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> some bloke who's changing the seats with him, telling him, when you make it, oh, I was pissing myself. He's a, he seems like a, de- a really he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, it seems full full blooded in the way he plays, and and some of the fans seem to love him. I just think we need players like that again. And he's not that old; he's mid twenties. So he's twenty six, twenty seven. I think he'd he'd come in and do a really good job for us. He'd so be a really good signing. Oh, I thought I thought that would be, laugh out the room, but I got it. Um, and Tom, you've had a bit of time to think now. You, you you can name a player if you want. Have you got any players in your mind that you could say? Probably uh, that O'Neill bloke from Sunderland. I think. Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. I thought that was going to be a controversial opinion, but um, it wasn't. So let's go to Twitter to glean some controversial opinions now. Uh, ben, it was your idea to, to ask our Twitter following, not a question this year, but what was their most controversial opinion? Um, yeah, do you want to give us yours? Made one response instantly made me regret it. Yeah, I can see it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, have you got a controversial opinion you want to you wanna hand over to us? Not really. That's the problem. I sort of did all that and then forgot to think of one for myself. All right. Oh, you've um, done a Tom there. Tom, can you show? All right. No, I'll, I'll go for one. I'll go for one that upset people. Um, the first red kit we had wasn't that bad. It was quite a nice kit. Ooh. It was just a badge. Just terrible. That's stinking. I like that kit. If it had that, if it had the original badge on it, that'd have been a nice kit. And if they were swapped at home and away as they should have been, that'd have been a popular set of kits. I don't think yeah. you're too far wrong there. Tom, what's your controversial opinion? Um, uh, McCarthy shouldn't have gone. <laughs> Did you believe that? No, of course I don't, no. Um, I don't know, really. I, yeah, can you stop asking me questions, actually? I've realised I've got no answers to anything today. <laughs> well, I'm doing a quiz in a <laughs> bit. You know what day of the week it is, Tom? So again. Do you know what day it is today? No, I have no clue. Absolutely no I think I think all right. I think my controversial opinion would be that Neil Harris didn't do that bad of a job. And I, I, agree agree him. I agree with that. Agree with that. I think he was. Ta- I think he was slow to make tactically. Changes. He was along the right lines. 
yeah, I think he was slow to make. He, he was too scared to make sub, like substitutes and changes in the team when things were going well to rest players and things like that. He's a little bit naive with some decision making. But you know, he goes to a playoff at the end of the day yeah. with what was probably quite an average team. But yeah, right. he, you know, retrospectively, it looks like a good job, doesn't it? I've got another one. This will upset people. Russell Slade was decent. I saw that on Twitter as well. I agree. I said that at the time. You got what do you guess? Eighth. Yeah. Got eighth. Um, with a really bad team. Yeah. 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 I know yeah, we, we had got, people like Moz and Manga, but there was the rest was dross. Yeah, but one of the standout players that season was Stuart O'Keefe, who's struggling at Gillingham now. That shows yeah. sort of how much the strike force of Owen Doyle, Alex Ravel, and Adam Lafondra, who couldn't be asked. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to dip into the Twitter replies on this one. Um, let's have a look here. Um, I'll just go through them. Mark Carter, friend of the pod. Cornelius was never given enough of a chance. When you look in comparison at how much time to come good that was given to Gary Medine, Umar Nayas, Kadeem Harris, etc. Eight games that boy had and he was fighting injury at the time in his move, first move outside Denmark. Nods yeah. from Tom, Ben, do you agree? No. You no? shite. No? The, on, the only attacking thing he did was at Forest Green, where he, I don't. I look back at that goal now, and he scored that diving head, and I think he tripped over his own foot and just happened to hit the ball. He, he was he, he was very important in the equaliser against Man United. He distracted them by just throwing his head near the ball, and Kimbo Kyung was able to sneak in behind him and bash. I still net. missed the ball. He was attacking the ball. He wasn't doing a dummy run there, was he? He was trying to attack the ball and missed it completely. No, but it still had a good impact. He's got enough on those moments, I think. It's the Man City game with um, where we won 3-2. There's that break, and he, does he get fouled or he holds the ball up and we didn't score from it? If he had taken that on, had a bit more courage and sort of gone through and even just got a shot off, I don't think it would have gone as badly as it did. It's similar to sort of the Medine thing, where if Medine scored that penalty yeah. at Wolves, perhaps it would have been a different story. If he had got something from that chance against Man City at home, perhaps he'd be thought of completely differently. I've got one here that um, I could go either way. Uh, Lee Spear, Eddie Johnson cost us a playoff spot in the 2008-2009 season, but I got I saw Eddie score badge, so no grudges. Did he cost us a playoff spot? He didn't help the cause. There was other issues at play. I think a lot of players got a bit too big-headed and sort of were too carried I away. I don't think he he didn't cost directly. Us anything, but he didn't. It, the fact we were playing a striker that scored what two goals and was seemed like a lovely bloke tried real hard, but he was shit. I, I think losing six nil at Preston and three nil at home to Ipswich on the final day of the season, yeah, that, that, or the final Million yeah. Park game of the season, probably had more of an impact than Eddie Johnson. Yeah, but well, we missed uh, out one goal. Yeah, if he'd scored and one more goal, if we hadn't conceded six against Preston, scored an own goal as well, didn't he? Um, so he cost us. That's, that's him. Co- that's the goal that cost us. Yeah, exactly. Not the six we conceded against Preston or the three at home. Nope, it's the one. It's the one goal he scored. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Checks out. Uh, K49745. Bobby Reed could have been the difference in us staying in the Prem, always putting a good shift whenever he played. I don't think that's that controversial. We're judging these on controversial, um, controversialness and also whether you agree with it or not. Uh, Dylan Murphy. Here he is. Josh Murphy's back, Tom. Murphy deserves a chance, and I believe with Morrison's play style and system, it would work. Is that controversial, and do you agree? I don't agree, and I suppose it is quite controversial because he's he's been given umpteen chances and he's done fuck all, hasn't he? To put it bluntly, scored in his first couple of games. Uh, Con Caligo designs uh, the soul of the club was lost when moving to the new stadium. Ooh, 
Oh, so you don't like that one, Ben? It's difficult. I think... I don't, I don't think, like, the club felt more like Cardiff than it did in those last two seasons under Dave Jones. All mm. the potential in the world and completely fucked it up. Um, I think the soul sort of left, and it's going to be cliche, but it was when the rebrand happened, I think... I think so. Club, that's when a lot of people lost the love for the club. And it it just split the fan base, different. didn't it? And we yeah. were always quite a unified, you know... As much as our fans like to have a fight with each other at away games, we were quite a unified fan base in a lot of ways, and that really split everyone. Yeah, and you think, like, you look back before that, the atmosphere is some of the away games, some of the home games. Like, I think back, I know it's a playoff semi-final, but that atmosphere against Leicester... Oh, unbelievable. ...semi-final, yeah. that's... Be- I can't think of a game I went to at Ninian Park that came close to that. That's honestly, like, deathbed sort of things. You think back of, like, amazing football atmospheres. That Leicester game is there... Palace, this is the worst. Palace in the same final as well. Another yeah. absolutely unbelievable yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the one you were on about, Ben, wasn't it? Just another bluebird. Fuck Scott you, Mal- Scott Malone, <laughs> better than Joe Bennett. He just took the piss in. He was going. He he was coming for a bite, and he's got it because fucking no chance. <laughs> Tom agrees. Tom thinks that Scott Malone was better than Joe Bennett. Oh yeah, huge fan of Scott Malone. Nice guy. Uh, I hate it so much. I don't get what why. Yeah. I don't get it, but it's just it's not even like put on. There is genuine like I see him on a football pitch. I want someone to kill him. Wow, that's a bit. I mean, Merry Christmas, Scott Malone. <laughs> Have a Merry Christmas. Pen Price wants you to. I won't say. Uh, Diff MJ, why are we actually broke if COVID can literally cripple us and then we can't have have had all that cash in the first place? Or Tan doesn't have that much on hand cash. Time for a new investor. Um. I think I think I think Tan Tan's global businesses have taken a downturn in the pandemic, and he's cut back on what he's paying us. I think that's what it boils down to, really. Um, it's not that he's broke; it's just that we don't need all that much money. Well, he's putting in two million a month or something to keep us afloat. Wow. Uh, CCFC FTW one two three. It's Cardiff City for the win. Uh, he says Neil Harris actually did a very good job all the way up until the defeat to the Jacks at home. I would agree. Uh, Steve Day Gary Medine's fight club was actually him and the lads going around Joe Ryle's house to play UFC on PlayStation 4 and he says sorry Gary Medine's alleged fight club um, not really a controversial opinion just a, a nicer view on Gary Medine knocking the fuck out of people apparently I don't want to believe yeah. that <laughs> what, you know, story. For the other story, <laughs> the other alleged story. Uh, Oliver Reese, Gary Medine didn't get a fair chance. Ten minute cameos won't give a striker any confidence, so I don't know what the fans expect. Also, he created an alleged fight club, so someone put some respect on his name. Um, Tom, I mean, you're a big fan of Gary Medine going out with him in Blackpool that time. Yeah, I, it's one of those ones, isn't it? Where you think, would he have come good? You know, he, he scored gold everywhere else apart yeah. from with us. So like, did we play him in the right way? But like, it's just that the Wolves game, you know, missing a penalty and stuff. It just kind of sealed his fate, didn't it? As yeah. a spot for this, he, that was he, got, he was involved in a few Premier League games, wasn't he? He came on against Chelsea at the Bridge. Um, mm-hmm. He was on the bench for quite a few, and it was. I felt I felt sorry for him. He came with a big price tag and a big expectation, um, and I mean that season, no strikers scored goals. Callum Patterson and Junior Hoylet were our top scorers, really. Yeah. Um, so one of those things. To be honest, until Keeper Moore. We haven't had the striker score goals for donkeys. Since well, Bofford, really. The Hall yeah. had that half a season, the season before the promotion, where he scored, I think he was the first striker to break 10 goals in yeah. half a season for yeah. God knows how long, but before that, yeah. Um, I also think Medina gets a hard time for that penalty because his penalty was 100 times better than Hoylet's. Yeah. 
His was a decent strike. He was just really yeah. lucky. The keeper made a really good save. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hardwell again. I think this is this is pretty spot on. Malky Mackay would have kept us up that season. Where would we be now? Yeah, I, I, I think Malky Mackay was a pity, isn't it? Obviously, you know, with everything that's gone on off the field, but he was a fantastic manager for us. Like what yeah. he came in, we had no players. You know, we we got you know cup finals, we got a playoff, then a promotion, and he was clearly working wonders. His honest. impact over two seasons is unparalleled, really. Yeah, yeah. and he overspent probably, but that's not really his responsibility. At the end of the day, that's that's the board, right? But I think I think we would have stayed up under him. And you know, look, none of us wanted him to go at the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Forty-five minutes after the game at Anfield, still chanting his, the bloke's name. He'd still be there now if he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still got Seven years later. Yeah. Uh, straight out of Kogan. Ben, this one's for you. Idris Saadi had the potential to be one of the best Cardiff strikers post Chopra. Based on just I, I guess five, the way he looked. five minutes where he ran against. Rangers. I never saw him play. I never. I thought he was still at the club until last week. <laughs> uh, the only I think was the only game he at first team game he played for us. He tore his hamstring. Yeah, bless him. He did look was smart. It... To be fair, he did look like he could have been. Him and um, him and the other striker, Frederick, wasn't it? Um, who's, Frederick Godongbe. Yeah, who Scott Johnson tracked down and, and got an interview with. It felt like we had two good strikers there who who never came to anything because of injuries and 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 other other off field factors. Malakonia is the other one. Just yeah, convinced he was going to be a hit, and he looked really good. I think it was against was in Newcastle pre season, the one with yeah. Jordan sort of worldy. But then we signed Nicky Maynard, didn't we? We never, we yeah. never saw him again. Well, Malakonia, I've never felt more sorry for a player. The, the Bolton game, we lifted the trophy. It's the longest time I think the ball's never gone out of play at Cardiff City Stadium, it's including that season where we played. Oh, yeah, because he was going to come on, wasn't he? He was stood on the touchline for literally, I'd say, seven or eight minutes, warmed up, ready to come on. And it was the last sub, I think it was like 70 odd minutes to go. And then in classic Kevin McNaughton style, he managed to get himself knocked out cold. <laughs> and, had to, and had to come off there to bring on Connolly instead. <laughs> oh, Kev, you got a lot to answer for there, mate. It's so funny. Um, Luke Richards, we aren't as big a club as people think we are. Discuss again. I don't think that's controversial. I think it's spot on. But this one, this might set the cat amongst the pigeons. Alex Donovan, and I'm amazed he put his name to this. This is going to be unpopular. He knows it himself. Glatzel. Better than Kiefer Moore? No. <laughs> no. Ben? Glatzel's better than what we saw from him at Cardiff. He's not better than Kiefer Moore. <laughs> He's banging him in for Hamburg. Um, just another Bluebirds comeback again. Chris Pike, Chris Pike better than Phil Stant. Um, I don't think I saw Phil Stant. I don't really remember thinking anything other than he looked like a hard bastard. Um, with his tattoos on his, his forearm, and I don't really remember Chris Pike, so I was probably best placed to answer that one. Um, Glyn, our balloon payments seem to disappear after we leave the Premier League. Once we are back in the Championship, we're broke again. Where does the £800 million go? It's a fair comment. The money just seems to disappear. Um, Nate CCFC, Russell Slade was underrated. Covered that already. George Lilly, Tan has to go immediately with the Welsh capital stuck in a championship relegation dogfight. Surely we need to be more ambitious than us being stuck behind Swansea sitting from second best. Chew and Dalman also show a lack of ambition and care. Ben, is what you said earlier. Um, Dan Lowe. I don't know about Tan going. Um, 
I don't think he can go really. Um, he's too, you know, he he literally owns the football club and he's the majority shareholder. Um, if he goes, we'd be fucked. I don't uh, think they plan to be in a relegation dogfight. I don't think they're looking at sort of the planning and going, yeah, this is where we expect to be at this stage of the season. I think this is sort of an anomaly that's not gone with the plan, even if the club had, had possibly underinvested long term. It's a poor mm-hmm. planning situation that sort of stemmed from the board, not sort of the tan sort of. I can understand why they're saying the ownership needs to change, but I think there's other things that could change where and we could still do with Tan's money. <laughs> That's the main thing we could do with yeah. Dan Lowe, I mean, this one's just mental. Kiefer Moore doesn't use any product in his hair. I mean, he obviously does. The guy's hair is glossy and shiny and doesn't move. Has he said this Vaseline? Yeah, yeah he says he's, he's Vaseline. He's yeah. Vaseline, yeah. That's bollocks, Cal, Callium James, Neil Warnock ruined our club financially. Um, Tom's nodding along with that one and then the final one and this is light hearted and fun um, or not Stu Longshank says adults without kids that ask for a picture with Bartley need to be put on a register <laughs> Ben's, Ben's kind That's of agreeing true. Ben's just kind true. of agreeing um, yeah well you know keep the controversial opinions coming um, some of those perhaps were not controversial enough. So I think by the end of the season, by the time we get to our season wrap-up, we want the most controversial opinions we can get, I think. Um, about football, I, please. Just about, about football. football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not about the general world we live in. Um, but, you, I mean, I, I'd be happy to listen to them. And now on to the Christmas fun, boys. I, I think you've been read, looking forward to this one all week. Um, I know there's been some prep work going on in the background. Um, but let's start with our Christmas pun teams. Um I set the boys a challenge to come up with uh, the most Christmassy puns they could out of a Cardiff City team, players, maybe a manager if they can. Um, who should we go to first? I'm going to go to Ben first because he's probably done the prep work while Tom's probably trying to scribble in a few last names now. Um, ben, do you want to talk us through your team? Uh, or do you, should we do? Or should we go goalie, defence, midfield, strikers? So if you yeah, we'll do that. First, I think we'll go around, do a little round table. So... I'm not proud of half of these. I've probably got two two good ones at best. Some I'm very of them, proud of all mine. Some of them I've had to put in brackets next to who they are so I remember who the player is. That's how bad some of these are. Go on then. I've, I've had we to look keep... for... I've been on Wikipedia for an obscure players as well. Though. So have I. I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> so first one, starting with an obscure one, Elliot Church Parish is in goal. I mean, it's a good pun, but is it Christmassy? Christmas Church... Oh, mate, come on. Is that the... That's a bit of a reach. Okay. Oh, if that's a reach, mate. This is going to be a long segment. <laughs> um, well, I, I went for, in goals, I went for John Deck the Hallsworth, John Howarth, um, former mm. Oldham goalkeeper who played in goals for Cardiff in the 90s. John Hallworth, yeah. Just Deck the Hallworth. I think it's good. It's good. Tom, over to you for your goal. Uh, I've gone for Brian Murphy. Oh, that's oh good, that. that is good. That is yeah. good. Here we go. <laughs> so I think Brian Mur- Brian Murphy's our starting goalkeeper in the in the Christmas Cardiff City eleven. Um, ben, back to you for your defence. Um, read all four out at this stage. Okay, so right back we've got Tom sang all the Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> I like it just because it's terrible. Deck the halls, Kiernan. Nice, good, yeah. This this was I was struggling with this one. Dara, my purse is empty after all that Christmas shopping. God, man. Yeah, he's not in. <laughs> no. But this one I was quite proud of. Fabi Ho Ho Ho. Nice, yeah. I like yeah, I like Fabi Ho Ho Ho. And then what was the what was the one I really liked? 
Tom sang all the Christmas carols. Yeah, that was that was to- so bad. It's good. I'll go next, and then we'll go back to Tom because obviously he won the goalkeeper round. Minor shit. Um, I, I make no 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 bones about it. I've gone for uh, at left back Christmas tree Barker, Chris Barker. Um, centre midfielder away in Lee Jarmanger. Lee Jarman. <laughs> Lee Jarman. Tom, Tom's rubbing his head. <laughs> um, these two are terrible, and I I I apologise for these two. Um. Like Good King West Wentzless, but I've gone for Good King Reese Wentston, Reese Weston, um, and then um, deck the halls with James Bows of Collie Collins, James Collins in centre midfielder. <laughs> um, so they were my four in defence, uh, all all pretty terrible, um, I will admit. Um, Tom, I got Greg Nog Halford. <laughs> nice. Uh, helped him anyway. That's how good a versatile of a player he was. Could put him yeah. in any position you were struggling. Yeah, uh, Elf Sherwood instead of Elf Sherwood. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, Missile Tony Capaldi. Oh, that's I good. Like that yeah. one. And David Turkey Carver. David Carver. We made very good. Of appearances for us, which I thought was a great record. Um, I think it's mainly yours, Tom, with a couple of bends in that one. Um. I think I think I, I I I was completely off the mark with all of mine. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I'll start with midfield then. Um, uh, I've got I've gone for a five across the midfield. Um, uh, first one, Fred Turkino. Fred Kino Turkey. <laughs> yep, good. Um, uh, we three Eli Kings. Um, yeah, I like that one. Kings. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm dreaming of a Gavin White Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first, Noel Kinsey, uh, who was a um, Welsh international footballer who played as an inside right for Cardiff City back in the... Uh, he didn't actually play for Cardiff City. I just realised that. <laughs> oh, no, he did. He played for us as a youth. There we go. That's fine. He came up on our list of players on Wikipedia. So he's a youth player for us. Um, and then to, to round off the midfield, it's uh, Joe Cum rolls ye faithful. That's oh, what you're about. Faithful. So yeah, Joe yeah. Cum rolls. Yeah, got it. Good. Well done, everyone. Uh, Tom, let's go to you for the next round in the midfield. Oh, uh, Christmas Burke. Oh, can I got that nice. one? Uh, Joe Sledgley. Very good. Nice. I got Gary Ho Ho Neil. And. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my personal favourite, Slay Emmanuel Thomas. Yeah, that's that was yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty proud of Slay Emmanuel. It's a double entendre at that point. Uh, uh, one player who's uh, unlucky to miss out because of injury. Um, Aaron Goodwill Dig to all men. Well. <laughs> that's as bad as mine. Ben Price. If you think they're bad, so I also went with Christmas Burke. Good. I've got Philip Kiss under the mistletoe. Nice. Oh. Jordan, too much food. Esoteric, but okay. <laughs> and Simon Lapland for Simon Lappin. Yeah, I can't give you that one. Simon <laughs> Lapland. <laughs> oh, some of yours. Yeah, but I'm the judge, mate. I'm the judge in all this. Um, I think the best one out of all that was Joe Cumrall's The Faithful. I think that was pretty good. Thank you, guys. Um, and Daniel then, Thomas. I've gone for one man up front, um, and it, there's, you can interchange these. You've got Andy or Fraser, Camp, Jingle Bell. Camp Bell, Campbell. Oh, that's so bad. 
All right, who have you got up front? Ben Price. I've got four four two classic. Uh, Robin Mad Friday. Eh? Well, I call it Black Friday. It's Mad Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday's the day after Thanksgiving where Americans sell stuff. Mad Friday is the day we go on the piss in the pubs. I always yeah. thought Black, it was Black Friday here, yeah. yeah. So you can have it, but just, you know, Mad All right, Black Robin Friday. slash Black Friday slash Mad Friday. Thank you. And Kiefer, more presents. Yeah, good. Good. Tom? Uh, i got Craig Borbellamy. Craig what? Borbellamy. Bo- 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 mm. Okay. And Snow Mason. Oh, so <laughs> um, as well as Bobby Reith. Bobby Reith, very good. Uh, who's managing your team then, Tom? Uh, Frankincense Burrows. He's, I think, he's my manager as well, so he's going to get a good show in here. And Ben, Franco Christmas Carol for Franco Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dreadful one. All right. I was actually quite proud of that. I thought it was all right. It's good, but like, why do you just go for frankincense burrows like us? Because I forgot about frankincense, to be honest. <laughs> oh my God. If you think you can do any better than our puns, uh, tweet us twitter.com forward slash VFTNinian. I'll admit mine were dreadful, but I like a dreadful pun, and a lot of mine were shoehorned in. Um, but well done on your efforts, guys. And now, rounding off the pod, it's um, the first ever. I don't know if it's the first ever. First ever annual view from the Ninian Christmas quiz. Uh, Cardiff City related Christmas quiz. Um, we've got 10 questions here, boys. Um, how do you think you're going to do, Tom? It's out of 20. How do you think you'll cope? Not great in my current state. I, I can't imagine me doing too well today, but we'll see. Ben, are you confident with Tom the way he is? I I should beat him if he's in this bad of a way, to be honest. Mm. If mm. I don't, it's a humiliation on my part. It is, it is. Um I will admit some of these questions are probably going to be quite hard to answer. Um, it's quite hard to... I struggled finding any sort of Christmas-related uh, um, trivia, but I've done it, and I've got the quiz. So are you ready for question one? Yeah. You have to say yes, because no one can see I you. Yes. Yeah, yes. but it took you a little bit. Jesus. Um, so write this down, uh, the answers, and we'll go through them at the end. Cardiff's first ever Boxing Day game at the Cardiff City Stadium took place in 2009-2010 season. But who did we play and what was the score? You get a point each for um, who we played and what the score was. And there's a bonus point if you can guess the scorer. No Wikipedia-ing. Tom, I can see see your computer light up. Was it the first season or second season we were there? It was the first season, 2009-2010. 2008, 2009 was the last season at CC yeah, in uh, yeah. the park. I knew the other one, but I can't. So who did we play and what was the score? Okay. Got an answer? I do. Tom, have you got an answer? Well, are we doing it more at the end anyway? We're going back to the answers. We're not doing it live, are we? No, we're not doing it live. Cool. I have, I, I, I have no idea at the moment. The following season, the question two, the second season at the CCS, we were uh, we played Coventry City, not unlike this year, on Boxing Day. We won that game 2-0 with goals from which two players? So the following season, 2010-2011, we beat Coventry City at home on Boxing Day 2-0, but who scored the goals? Stop Wikipedia and things, Tom. Oh, no, I haven't got an answer. Sorry, I had a pencil in my mouth then. Sorry, that was bad. 
bad podcast. I know, I know one for sure. I'm taking a guess on the other. That was the game that convinced me that um, Kieran Westwood was the best goalkeeper in Championship history. Yeah, he was yeah. very good. He <laughs> took a batter in all game. <laughs> Tom, have you got an answer for two, or should I move on to question three? Move on to question three, please. <laughs> question three. This is this is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Cardiff City used to play regularly on Christmas Day. Our first game coming on Christmas Day in 1920. Who did we play and what was the score? Christmas Day 1920. Who did we play? What was the score? I revised all the way up to 1921. Well, you should get this then, shouldn't you? Well, no, it's in 1920, so... Yeah, you revised up to 1921. This is really hard. <laughs> really hard. Yeah, I know. I wrote it. Ready for question four? Yep. Our last Christmas Day game was played in 1954. Who was that against? And what was the attendance? <laughs> I'll do this to the nearest thousand. I'll do this to the nearest thousand. Can you say it again? Our last Christmas Day game was played in 1954. Who was that against and what was the attendance? <laughs> it gets a bit... I, I, the next five questions, you guys should have more of a chance with. <laughs> Ready for question five? Yep. Which of these players was born closest to Christmas? Harry Arter... Umar Nias and Victor Camarasa. Out of which of those players was born closest to Christmas? And you get a bonus point if you can get the date as well. Okay. Question six. <laughs> you can hire the Cardiff City Stadium for a festive shindig. If you wanted to hire it on an exclusive basis, which includes a red carpet arrival, a two-course meal, and a DJ, how much do the prices start per person? It's not going to be gigsy anymore, is it? No, it's not going to be gigsy. Um... You can hire the Cardiff City Stadium for a festive shindig. If you wanted to hire it on an exclusive basis, which includes a red carpet arrival, a two-course meal, and a DJ, how much would the prices start at per person? <laughs> I'll give you this within the nearest two pounds. How generous of you. Very generous. Uh, question seven. Which Cardiff player... Flew out on a Saturday for the Cardiff Christmas due in Dublin before flying back on the Sunday morning for a family christening before rejoining them in Dublin on the Sunday night. Bonus point if you can tell me what he was dressed up as. What year was that? I'm not telling you the year because I oh, actually don't know. I know the story, but I can't. But the story was quite a recent, yeah, a recent reveal. Okay. From from a, a, a player who has quite a legendary moment in the Cardiff City canon. So which Cardiff player flew out on a Saturday morning for the Cardiff Christmas due in Dublin before flying back on the Sunday morning for a family christening, before flying back to Dublin to rejoin them on the Sunday night? And you get a bonus point if you can tell me what he was dressed up as while he did it. There's another Christmas... Two more Christmas party questions coming up. 
Uh, question eight. This is there are five points on offer here. In 2018, the Cardiff players flew to Barcelona for their Christmas party. I'm going to give you five outfits, and you need to match up the costume with the player. Outfit number one was Bane. Outfit number two was the Riddler. There are two possible answers for the Riddler. Answer number three, uh, sorry, costume number three, Wolverine. Costume number four, Harley Quinn. And costume number five, a very camp copper. <laughs> when was this again? 2018. So prom- um, it might have been promotion. Oh, no, I think it was the year after promotion year. Sorry, it was the Premier League year. So you've got Bane, the Riddler, not Peter Ridsell, Wolverine, Harley Quinn, and a very camp copper. Question number nine. This is a question about the promotion year Christmas party. In 2017, the players flew to Amsterdam for their Christmas party. What iconic film did Anthony Pilkington and Lee Peltier pay homage to with their costume? Uh, for the listeners at home, both Ben and Tom have made a, a face as if they know the answer, but it's stuck on the tip of their tongue. And for I Tom, know. it's probably stuck at the back of his head because he's so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> his synapses are simply aren't touching at this point. are still in the pub. Yeah, this is in Carmarthen at 3am. In 2017, the players flew to Amsterdam for their Christmas party. What iconic film did Anthony Pilkington and Lee Peltier pay homage to with their costumes? At best, I've got two points here. <laughs> I didn't think... I, well, I guess it kind of would be hard. Um, and question 10, rounding off the quiz, the first ever annual extravaganza of Youth from the Indian Christmas quiz. There's no football taking place on Boxing Day this year, but which Cardiff legend will be celebrating his 31st birthday while tucking into Turkey Sarnies? There is no football taking place on Boxing Day this year, but which Cardiff legend will be celebrating his 31st birthday, can't believe he's 31, while tucking into some Turkey Sarnies? Got it. Tom, how do you think you've done there? Absolutely dreadful. All right, so I think I've worked it out that it's out of 20. Um, how many do you think you've got? Uh, none. <laughs> All right. Ben, you think you've got two? Yeah, I've got two or th- well, I've got three with the last one. Two or three, right. Let's go back to the first question. Cardiff's first ever game on Boxing Day took place at the CCS. Sorry, first ever game at the CCS. First ever Boxing Day game at the CCS took place in the 2009-2010 season. Who do we play and what was the score? Point each plus a bonus if you can tell me who scored. Tom, what do you have? Plymouth. We played right? Plymouth. I had Plymouth as well. We played yeah. Plymouth. What was the score? Did we lose one nil? Ben, any advances? I thought, on I losing? thought we won two nil. We lost one nil. Bollocks. Anyone get the scorer? I didn't put one down, but I'll go for I don't know, Bradley Wright Phillips. No. <laughs> ben, did you write a scorer down? No. Well, okay. good I, job. I score. I'm sure you'll you'll remember the name. It was Gary Sawyer. Anyone? 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 (laughs) Ben, we'll come to you first on this one. The following season, we played Coventry on Boxing Day, winning the game 2-0. Who scored that day? I know for sure Sayoff and Jana scored because he did the Ayatollah with the snow. He did? Um, Other than that, I'm going to say Chris Burke. Eh, eh. Tom? I had exactly the same. (laughs) Where it was Olaf and Jana and it was another player that began with B. It was Craig Bellamy. Of course it was. Yeah. It's Craig Bellamy. I think it was the 83rd minute that day. Um, this is this is the question that's going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, in Cardiff used to play regularly on Christmas Day with our first game on Christmas Day coming in 1920. Who did we play and what was the score? Tom? 
I put Sheffield United 2-1. Ben? I got we lost 3-1 to Arsenal. We, in fact, beat Coventry City 4-2. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last Christmas Day game was played in 1954, the last I could see on record. Who was that against and what was the attendance, Ben Price? Charlton Athletic and 23,000. I'll give you the attendance, but it wasn't the right opponent, so I'll come to Tom. Again, because I couldn't be asked to think. I put Sheffield United again and I put 30,000. Then I'll give you a point because you were 155 off with the attendance. Oh, fair play. We played West Brom and it was 22,845. Oh, fair play. Which is really close. Um... Ben, oh Tom, sorry, I'll come to you first on this one. Which of these players was born closest to Christmas? Harry Arter, Nias, or Victor Camarasa? Upper Nias or Manias. Wrong. Ben? Harry Arter. Harry Arter was correct. Do you know what his date of birth is? I put 10th of November just as a total guess. 28th of December. Oh. 28th of December. So if you're listening out there, Harry Arter, I hope you don't have a happy birthday. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six. You can hire the Cardiff City Stadium for a festive shindig if you wanted to hire it on an exclusive basis, which includes red carpet arrival, a two-course meal, and a DJ. How much would the prices start at per person? I said within two pounds for this one. Ben Price, one hundred and seventy-five pounds per person plus VAT. I've put. Tom, one hundred and twenty. I mean, how fancy do you think this place is? Forty-two quid. Oh, fuck. oh yeah. And next year, boys, I've booked it for us. The VSTN <laughs> Christmas Shindig. Um, uh, no, I thought it was surprisingly cheap. That was good value. Uh, question seven. Which Cardiff player flew out on a Saturday for the Cardiff Christmas due in Dublin before flying back on the Sunday morning for a family christening before rejoining them again in Dublin on the Sunday night? And there's a bonus point here. If you could tell me what he was dressed up as. Ben? I put Steve Thompson and dressed as Little Bo Peep. You're wrong. Tom? Kev McNaughton just as Danger Mouse. Is that because you, you always used to dress as You're both wrong. It was, in fact, Ben Turner, and he was dressed as Rambo. Oh, nice. And he revealed this recently on the Under the Cosh episode. Under the Cosh, yeah. Episode. As soon as you said it. Um, uh, 2018, question eight. Cardiff players flew to Barcelona for their Christmas party. We're going to go back to back on these ones with you boys. Match up the fancy dress costume with the player. Tom, who was Bane? I have no idea. Go to Ben first. Ben, who was Bane? Was it Josh Murphy? Uh-uh. Tom? No. Uh, Sean Morrison. No, it was Aaron Gunnison. Okay. Ben, who was the Riddler? Joe Rawls. It was Joe Rawls. You could have also had another player. Tom, who did you put? I had Joe Rawls. So. Joe Rawls is right, but it was also Bobby Reed. <clears throat> Tom, who was Wolverine? No, well, I put Bobby Reed, so I know that's wrong. <laughs> ben? Lee Peltier? Ken's a whore. Ben, who was Harley Quinn? It seems that's something Sean Morrison would wear. Uh, uh, Tom? Ken's a whore, so I know that's wrong. Danny, Danny Ward. <laughs> and then, Tom, who was the very camp policeman? Um, oh, God. I haven't got anything down. Etheridge. Uh, uh, ben? Gary Medine. No, it was Callum Patterson. Of course. Idiots. <laughs> Number nine. In 2017, the players flew to Amsterdam for their Christmas due. What iconic film did Anthony Pilkington and Lee Peltier pay homage to? Ben? Dumb and Dumber. 
Tom. I, I am working with Dumb and Dumber right here. It was white men can't jump. They've definitely done Dumb and Dumber in the past. It, are, you, are, you, are you casting doubt on my quiz answers, Ben Price? No, but I'm sure I've seen Peltier. It was and... wh- search Peltier Pilkington, white men can't jump. And not now, but do it in your own free time. It'll come up. Jesus. Question 10. Oh, God. I hope you get an answer for this one, Tom. There is no football taking place on Boxing Day this year, but which Cardiff legend will be celebrating his 31st birthday while tucking into turkey sandwiches? Ben's got an answer. Tom, do you have one? I've got an answer, yeah. What is it? For sure, Morrison. I don't know. Fuck's sake. <laughs> ben? Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. Oh, oh, right, yeah, I didn't think that you could not play for Cardiff now. Yeah, that makes sense. I said which Cardiff legend? I know. I know. Idiot. Right. I think Ben's won that, but let's double check to be on the safe side. How many did you get, Tom? I reckon four. I got four, yeah. Ben? One, two, three, four, five. Oh! So close to the tiebreaker. Six. Six, sorry. Six. So five. I didn't count the Joe rolls. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the tiebreak question, and you can you can have a guess at it anyway, because I wrote it and I want some use out of it. Out of 20, lads, you wouldn't, you would, you barely, you barely got a quarter there between you. Well, you just got over a quarter. Ben, but Tom, you got a fifth of the right out of 20. Unbelievable. Make it easier. How do you spell Cardiff? Uh, tie break. Since moving to the CCS in 2009, how many goals have we scored in Boxing Day fixtures? This is home and away. It's not just at the CCS. It's just that's the time frame. Since 2009, how many goals have we scored in Boxing Day fixtures? I'll give it to you to the closest. You can be two away. Silence there is two faces really thinking this through. This is great podcasting silence, isn't it? Really great um, podcasting. 34. Fuck me, Ben. Who do you think we are? Yeah, Tom? 23. Well, 14. 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben Price, congratulations. You take home the uh, the first the first annual view from the Ninian Christmas quiz. How'd you feel? I'm delighted. It's made my Christmas. I thought it would. Uh, Christmas Eve. Um, and that's the end of the Christmas extravaganza pod. Uh, Tom, how do you think it went? Uh, better than I thought it would, considering how I'm feeling, to be honest with you. The quiz went exactly how I thought it would go. Yeah, but, shocking. Yeah, absolutely rubbish. Yeah, at, at least you've got alcohol in your system to sort of justify your performance. I'm just thick. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I will admit one or two of the questions are quite hard. Yes. It's quite hard to write a festive quiz. Um, ben, how do you think the pod was? I think it's pretty good. I thought to be fair, because we had no football to talk about. To be honest, not that any football to talk about stops us normally. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Um, but in all seriousness, um, it's been you know not an easy year for anyone. Um, we we do this podcast to kind of keep ourselves entertained, but it's nice that you guys listen as well. So I just want to say a sincere thank you to to everyone who's tuned in at some point throughout the year and supported the podcast. Um, we'll be keeping going into 2022. And we've got some sponsorship stuff planned. We've got some other stuff planned. Um, in all seriousness, I wish you all a, a very Merry Christmas. Um, you know, I want to raise a glass to the Cardiff fans who will no longer be with us this Christmas. We were we were contacted about um, a fan from Jersey called Nick, who recently passed away due to COVID. I know he was he was known as always away on a few message boards. So we want to say a, a rest in peace to a, a fellow Bluebird and to, to all Bluebirds who've lost their life this year. Um, we'll be raising the glass to everyone, to Cardiff City, to all of you who listen to us um, throughout the festive period. 
Um, if you want to follow us on the usual social media platforms and get involved going forward, you can twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian and you can find all the information there. But in all seriousness, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and we'll see you in the new year. The dollar flowing. The dollar flowing to everyone but Scott Malone. Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get the ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is, I've already got hours waiting for us after this, and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>